When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are the Hairy Bikers. I'm Sai. And I'm Dave. And it's time once again for us to magically transform into the Agony Uncles. Your caring, sharing, hairy balls of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Between us, we'll help you with your worries. Because sometimes you never know what life's going to throw at you, do you? You don't. Well, chances are it's already been thrown at me and me best mate. So we'll do our very best to help you on the path of happiness and enlightenment. Yes, if life comes along and drops a jobby through your letterbox, email us, theagonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's theagonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Posing the problems today, as always, is the master of... Wonderfulness, Mr. Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, nice to see everyone. And um, well, uh, it's been a busy postpay, and not least because a week ago the book dropped out, the new book, Eat Well Every Day. And we've had so many messages from uh, listeners to the podcast who have got their copies of their new book dropping through their letterbox and really happy about that. Uh, thank you very much, especially to Jen Greenhow, who said, uh, Hello, you lovely pair. Uh, look what was waiting for me on my return from work this evening. Thank you for some amazing recipes. There you are. There's a picture of Jen, very happy with her book well done Jen well done done, Jen Jen. yeah and uh, enjoying the podcast as well so uh, yeah fantastic stuff and it's a busy week in terms of problems this week so I hope you got your caring heads on oh Oh, we have we have and here she is the pharaoh and ball cat's breath to our B&Q Magnolia. She's posh tash. <laughs> Better than the cat's arse, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> well, who thinks of those names? Is it Ghost Whisper or something? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Elephant <laughs> Grey. Yeah. Yeah, they're so popular as well. I, it's one of my massive bugbears. It's when you go into a shop like Farrow and Ball and you look for a white paint and they go, what kind of white? And you sort of go, I just want white. And they go, well, we've got this white or this white. And they paint the whites on. It's not bloody white, it's grey. That's grey, that's blue, that one's green. But they're all called white. White, yes. And I just yes. want white. <laughs> it's, just, it's a yes. palette. It's a yeah. palette. So, chalk, chalk white. Chalk white, yes. exactly. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, I do like Farrow and Ball paint, though. I have they to are say. good. Yeah, it's very yeah. good because you paint it like several times, and then depending on what light what light is in your house at the time, natural or otherwise, it turns like slightly different shades. I, I know, but that's frustrating when you're standing there with a tester in the dark, and then it's yeah. not the same as your daytime one. And you can't tell that in a shop unless you paint it on your wall at home. And then you make oh. the tester patch bigger and bigger, and then you might as well have painted the wall with the tester box anyway by the time you got to it. Yeah, that Problems, problems, problems. <laughs> and the overall effect is wherever you live, you just end up looking as though you live in the Cotswolds. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> this very true, you do. That's so true. Right, Dave, let's get solving. We'll get your jingly, wingly, fingly, dingly out. All right, a big one today. Bong. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. 
I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In today's mind-melding mashup of malaise, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you're going to be finding solutions to these terrible troubles and traumets. We have pots panic. We have friend travel failure. We have relationship confusion. And in Confidential Corner, we have naughty neighbour niggles. But we're going to start with some pots panic. This comes from Catherine, who says, Dear Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave, Duchess Tash, which is a new one. Whoa. New one. And like Sir Duke, it. I've listened to all your podcasts while on the round window cleaning in South Norfolk. I do get some strange looks when I burst out laughing at the things some of your listeners get up to. Anyway, here's my question. We're soon going to move house, and although it's my dream house, the kitchen has fewer cupboards than my present home. So how many pans is too many? I use a three-tier steamer for my veg. I have two different size cast iron stove top to oven casserole dishes, six different size saucepans with lids, three frying pans, one wok, a griddle pan for putting lines on your steak, also various muffin and cake and flan tins. I use them all at some point. Help! We can't afford a new kitchen just yet. What can I do? And what do I really need? Asks Catherine. Over to you all. Buy a wok. <laughs> we, when we were in Hong Kong, do you remember that lady... And she informed us, like, on the 57th floor of a tower block, feeding a family of six, that all he needed was a chopping block, a chopper, and a wok. And she indeed produced a six-course banquet out of that said wok, chopping block, and chopper in about 20 minutes. Catherine, you're just going to have to find space. You'll mm. always find space. Yeah. I mean, because all of those things are kind of pretty essential in the kitchen. It's just, that's, that's what you, you know, that's what you need. Isn't it? I don't think there's anything that she, that Catherine said that's remotely out there. Actually, what you could do is the old-fashioned way of doing a battery de cuisine, you know, yeah. like hanging from the ceiling, you put your nice pans on there. Or indeed, what we did was go to a second-hand shop, you know the old clothes racks? Yeah. And just put one of those up, well, obviously, so it's not going to fall, and, and just put the pads on with butcher's hooks. I think it's a great Thank idea. You. I was actually going to suggest that. I was going to make it a piece of art. Make it fun. Put your saucepans on the wall, and you're exactly that, Dave. I think it's a great idea. So in the cupboards, actually, they're a nightmare to get out. They're hanging up. It's much easier. It is. I've got loads of them hanging. Uh, and if you're over six foot three, you take the top of your head off. <laughs> <laughs> Old tin hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a... that's, that's, how, that's how we got into percussion, you know. Yeah, it's bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Two wooden spoons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you've got all those posh copper ones that are hanging above your central aisle. Yes. Yeah, they're nice. Take some polishing, though. Yeah, they're a bugger, I have to say. Um, no, we, uh, I, I, I got them. I, people sell stuff, don't they, that they don't know the value of. And I just saw them and I thought, I'm having them. Mm. And I, I got them from, they, they were delivered in the, it was Etsy, eBay or something, maybe eBay. But the thing was, there's a problem, you see, I've got to get them re-zinked yeah. or re-tinned because um, they're just raw copper pans and... Um, Oh, no, yeah, they yeah. food. So they look nice, but you can't use them. I can't, yeah. And, and I, they're fabulous. They're, they're fabulous. But, um, so, yeah. in fact, that's an ornament. It's not a pan. So it's irrelevant to our, our listeners' question. It is, yeah. yes. The, <laughs> I mean, yeah, which is why they're in the garage. Yeah, I think what I've done, tended to do, though, is I, I, as I've gone on with my cooking, I've got better quality pans. And the better quality pans have been the ones that seem to get used all the time. Yeah. And then I have, like, the cupboard, which is inaccessible, the stuff I use now and again, 
you know, like the stripey one for your steaks. You know, that's not every day, but then a couple of good frying pans and saucepans. Uh, and that's it, as I said, a wok. So wok's a very versatile instrument. Yeah, have you two got your favourite that you wouldn't go anywhere without? Is there a favourite knife or a saucepan or a sauce, little mini sauce, you know, what are they, the tiny ones called? There's a name for the tiny, tiny sauce saucepans, aren't there? The uh, yes, there ones. are, and I can't remember the name is. Ah. No. But do you have a favourite? You have to go everywhere. If you're going to cook a meal, you've got to have that implement with you. Knives. It's I, I always I always try and take if it's especially like self catering stuff. Yeah. I always always take my knives because I'm always in the kitchen cooking nice. people's dinner. But <laughs> knives, you only need about three, like a big bread knife, a little knife, and then in between your knife, and really with that you can do everything. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. there's uh, that company Kin that we, we've got a lot of knives from. There's a bread knife that Tony, the owner, gave me. Oh. Sadly, passed away. And that bread knife's unbelievable because it's not like a normal bread knife. It's very long and thin. And um, but by God, is it good. It's serrated. Even if you're cutting a tomato, you know, it just go, cuts so fine. So satisfying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a ninja every time I pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, well, Catherine, it looks like uh, the, the simple answer is you'll need to find space. There doesn't seem to be any other way around it. You haven't, you haven't got anything that's mad, and uh, everything that you've got, you'll probably need at some point. So find the space seems to be the advice, yes? Going to need a bigger kitchen. Take them to the bedroom. Hang them in the bedroom. Never know, yeah. You pervert. Oh, you always turn things filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard her waking up with a pan handle, but it's not that. <laughs> Batch it down. Just get one, I'll get that down. I'm getting up now. <laughs> <laughs> Food makes everything better. All right, now uh, it's time for our next problem. It's called the friend travel fail. We need two ladies' names, uh, but they need to be, if possible, um, Belgian ladies' names. So there's a challenge for you, uh, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. A Belgian ladies' name each from you. <laughs> Glad it's you, not me, this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wait. Oh, God. I used to have two Belgian assistants when I worked in Luxembourg, except we called them the Sprouts because they were from Brussels. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of the names, but it's not. They were the Sprouts. Um, but Hilda? Hilda? No. No, I think Jim. Christina. Christina. With a K. With a K. Rhea. Rhea. Okay, Christina with a K and Rhea. And this comes from Christina. <laughs> that's okay. That, that's entirely Belgian. Probably. Uh, <clears throat> so Christina writes, Good morning, Uncle Dave and Sai, the Duke and the Queen of Poshness, writes Christina. Oh, oh this is getting better. Honestly, gets better if you... I love it. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> I'm writing to you from Rouge in Belgium. Oh, nice. Ooh, lovely city. Following you for years on the telly, I have three of your cooking books. The start of your podcast coincided with the start of my own treatment for cancer. And the podcast helped me through some very difficult nights and days. So thank you for that. At the moment, my cancer is stable and I try to enjoy every waking moment and enjoy an occasional city trip. Why this long introduction? Well, my last city trip to Barcelona turned into a slight nightmare due to my friend, Rhea, accompanying me. She turned out to have no consideration whatsoever for me. She didn't listen when I asked to take a rest when walking and refused when I asked to take a bus or a metro. We had quite the argument on day three where I just jumped on a bus to the hotel and left her standing on the pavement. I have decided that I will never, ever go on holiday again with Rhea. But apparently she has no clue how bad her behaviour was and she's asked me to go on a city trip to Rome. Can you help me with tips on how to tell her 
that she's awful and I don't want to go. Many thanks, says Christina. Oh, and P.S. My apologies if I made spelling mistakes, but my English is, sorry, English is not my mother tongue. I can tell you, Christina, that you made fewer spelling mistakes than most of the English people who wrote to us. So, well done. So, <laughs> <laughs> advice advice <laughs> for Christina. Well, well, I think I think Christina, you know, you you have to tell her that 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 you know she you just thought that she was really in, inconsiderate and very very unhelpful given what you were going through, and I think that she needs to know that that because she seems a bit she seems a bit of a thicket, you know. How can you if you're that poorly? And you're asking, you're asking your mate for a rest. Then that's what you do, surely, isn't it? You know, she's just got to tell her that she was a horrible travel companion and very inconsiderate given the situation. No, we we had a, had a similar thing recently. We went went to um, away, and um, we as a family we we booked like a spa day, which was really important to us, you know, to to relax. But some other members of the family came from away, and. Yes, we'll do this. We've got that. We'll, why don't you take you there? Because you want, want you to see this. We want you to do that. We we'll do that. And in the end, I was lucky because Lil was the one who just said, "No, it's not going to happen." But by God, it took some persuading. Um, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, maybe weird. they just don't understand. Maybe maybe she needs telling because they just she just doesn't realise what it's take what's taken out of her. Yeah. And I just think you're right, Sai. She just needs telling. I just I think it's a little harsh to turn around and say. I'm never going away with you again. You've got to give her a chance to say, sorry, I had no idea. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I think, it's, I think it's fair to say, look, under these circumstances, I can't go away with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we either find a compromise or I'm just better off at home. Yeah. Because um, she can't do it. And I know how she feels. She says, I want, I'll go away if it's a spa day. I'll go away and sit in a spa. I'd love to spend time with you. I'd love to do anything. But if you need to go to a city to walk around and hike around, do every museum, go out late at night, I'm not your pal. That's just not me. No, it's not um, going to happen. And it's, no, it's and a it's shame. A, yeah, it is a shame because it's kind of, that's, it's just wrong. It's just mm. wrong. Because, you know, you've got to be considerate, surely. Surely, man. You've got to be. Or maybe it's just that she wanted to pretend that nothing was wrong. Lots of people can't cope with that sort of life's not as you want it to be. Maybe she was trying to give her a great weekend and fun and just didn't realise how hard she was pushing her. Yeah, I suspect that's probably the truth, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. when you stick your head above the parapet, people think that's back to normal. But, it's you know, not. which generally is, you break your leg, you know, you've got, if you're lucky, you have three months or whatever, in plaster and then it's off and then physio, yeah. then you're back to normal. You know, but sometimes things like this take a lot longer. Mm. Um, and yeah, and hitting Barcelona is not a, you know, not, not an easy one. You know, if it, again, pick your cities. Exactly. And Rome, depends what time of year you go to Rome. You know, if it's busy, busy, you know, and if you can't move that fast, then you're going to be jostled hot. and hustled. Oh, and, yeah. And it's nah. hot. And it's, yeah, oof. Yeah, yeah. I think she just has to, she has to have a, a little check-in with consideration and kindness, I think. Well, she suggests going on a, on a cruise around the Norwegian fjords or something where she can just sit and look out the window and she's not hiking the cities. Yeah. Maybe that's that way around. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, find a new friend. <laughs> and then when you get when you get to port, she's got to get off on her own if she wants to have a tootle round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went on a cruise years ago. The only one I've been on, and I used to hate it when we came into port. I was having such a good time. <laughs> and Lil said to us, "We're far too young to go on a cruise. We can't do this." 
And I, I kind of rapidly fell into the lifestyle, really. <laughs> oh, it was great. Lord of the seas, sitting there, watching the world go by. <laughs> yes, eating myself stupid, drinking myself stupid. And, <laughs> and going to a cinema in the Mediterranean in the afternoon. How decadent and wasteful was it? But it was fabulous. <laughs> it's a holiday, isn't it? I have to say, yeah. I, I def I've never done one and I just can't imagine being trapped at sea. The fear of not, not being able to get off, would I think would scare me. Oh, obviously, the way around, yeah. I had a fear of getting off. I woke up one morning, Lil goes, hey, we're in Dubrovnik. And I'm going here, whatever. <laughs> See ya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I went, I went. But then you get off and then there's somebody with a, you know, you, you, there's always coaches end up at the docks and, and you can see the logs thinking, oh, here they come. You're one of yeah. them, aren't you? And I'm, you're trying to, no, no, I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm, a t I'm, I'm, I'm not a tourist, I'm a traveller. No, you're a tourist on a, on a cruise ship. Captive audience, there's a little bank of market stalls as they greet your boat, boat in. Yeah. They don't go any further and they think they've seen the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs a, a, a very healthy dose of empathy, this mm. uh, real lady, and, uh, and she needs to be told. And I think that her friend is in a, a a very good position, albeit not the best of circumstances, to, to tell her. Yeah. And you can do it very kindly and gently, but, um, yeah. Also, it, it depends whether you fit or not. People have different ideas what a holiday is. Yeah, exactly. Some people like a city holiday, watching museums and turning around like a madman or woman, and yet other people like to crash on a beach, and both are equally good. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I maybe um, Christina's... You know, needs for a holiday have changed. So Ria's has got to either change or adjust off separate holidays. It's good advice. And thank you very much, Christina, for getting in touch with us. And uh, we give you uh, all of our uh, best love as well for your recovery and yes, hope that indeed. things go well thank for you. you. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a short break now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the Agony Uncles a line. Welcome back to the Agony Uncles. And your next problem is called Relationship Confusion. Uh, for this, we need one lady and one male name. Uncle Si, a lady's name, please. And Uncle Dave, a gentleman's name. Ronald. Ronald. Glenda. And Glenda. Glenda writes, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, Posh Tash, and the Thin White Duke. After many years of online dating, followed by periods of genuinely enjoyable single life, I finally met a wonderful man who makes me very happy. We met a couple of months ago. We've been out on lots of lovely dates together. His name is Ronald. We often spend long evenings and mornings and afternoons together. I honestly haven't felt this happy in years. Harry oh, bikers, I think I'm falling for him. Oh, how nice. It's lovely, isn't it? It's only been a couple of months, so I know it's early days, but I haven't felt joy and passion like this since a previous relationship, which lasted from my early to mid-twenties. I'm now in my mid-thirties. Now, that relationship that I refer to ended unexpectedly, and my heart wasn't just broken, it was shattered to pieces. And if I'm honest, it oh. took me years to recover. In the years that followed, I've had a few short relationships which I ended because I knew I wasn't happy. And I couldn't help but compare them to my previous relationship, which always felt so significant. 
Now that I'm starting to develop strong feelings for Ronald, I've realised that I'm ready for a meaningful and committed relationship. But how do I know if this is what he wants? In previous relationships, the guys I've been seeing have always brought this up in quite a straightforward way. In other words, I'm used to knowing where I stand with someone. And in the past, this conversation has kind of happened around the six to eight week mark. In truth, I'm terrified that my current happiness might be taken away. He's given me no reason to think this. But equally, he hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend. He has told me he's not seeing anyone else. So is it simply too soon to ask anything further? Will such a conversation scare him off? Or, after two months, is it reasonable to ask him where I stand? Are we in a relationship? Your advice hugely appreciated, says Glenda. Over to you. Well, it's, it's, the, old, it's the old foundation of any relationship. It's this communication, isn't it? We just, we just need to, she just needs to have a chat with him and just go, listen, I'm... I, I, I really quite like you, so are we? Are we all right? Don't you think we can, you know, take yeah, this after, forward? After, after two months, you should have a yeah. hint whether your boyfriend and girlfriend are not. You know, yeah. if you've gone beyond the handshake, as it yeah. were. So, yeah, if they've gone beyond the handshake, you know where you stand. But she's really stressed because she knows what it, she wants it to be. She wants the answer, yes, I'm your girlfriend. Yeah, she wants the answer, yes, we're going to be together. Yes, it's the most significant relationship I've had too. And she's overthinking needing that and I'm just thinking if she's enjoying it and he's seeing her and he's said I'm not seeing anybody else and it's only two months which I think is actually quite short then I think she should just enjoy every day she's got with it while she's happy rather than overcomplicating it and having the conversation and making it more serious because then the pressure piles on and if he doesn't give her the right answer it's gone again so I think life's too short live every day while you're happy and having a great time and see where it takes you and if it falls apart it falls apart I, yeah. I think that's that's eloquently said i just think, harsh but fair yeah mm. oh yeah it is it is it is yeah god you wouldn't want to go out with tash would you <laughs> no no oh yeah hi i've had a lovely time you dumped oh uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Grant. Yeah. I, was, I was actually thinking of the men because i sometimes think women we do overthink it massively we want to know what it is and what you're feeling or you often might be feeling something similar but you don't articulate it the same and i think if you put him on the spot and have a serious conversation then it makes something out of nothing. Well, right now, she's got no reason to think it. She's incredibly happy. She's having a lovely time. Why why, why jeopardise it? Yeah. So are you, are you being sexist and stipulating that men aren't articulate? No, no. I was saying that women are overthinkers. So I'm actually being sympathetic to a possibly sexist remark I just made. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe he's desperate to say something. He's desperately shy. He doesn't want to overthink it either. And she, he wants her to say something. So maybe she should. But now I'm contradicting everything I just said. Yes, you are. <laughs> Stick with the first one. It was great. And I, th I, yeah, and I, yeah, I think, I think, you know, if they're having a lovely time together, then that's it. That just take yeah. it as that. And then at, time's an amazing thing, you know. It, it, it just, and it, it, it it'll it'll all just unfold in a really natural, organic way. Yeah. That's, and that's I, and the I, best I, relationship. The rest follow. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, yeah, exactly that. The rest Do you know follows. what happens sometimes? You think you get, you're in that relationship and then you get an invite. One of you gets an invite to a wedding and it says, do bring somebody or plus one. And then you have to have that conversation. And that often can be a real trigger for the person to go, oh, well, no, thanks. They don't want to be shown off as your other half. But if they go, yeah, we'd love to come along, and you suddenly are parading this uh, this new person in your life to everybody else, you sort of form into being a proper couple, and everyone sees them as your other half. And hey, Presto, your boyfriend and girlfriend. 
So she needs to fake so a wedding. So she could actually <laughs> fake a wedding. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. No, that's genius. I think that's genius. And if if, if he goes, yes, then, then she can always say, oh, the couple have broke it off. Isn't that sad? Yeah. She knows then. Yes, yeah. clever. Yeah, the fake wedding. Oh, the What's fake wedding. You can print one on your computer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Put it on the fridge and then he'll see it's just normal. It came in the post. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we, yeah. We've got a plan. <laughs> see, I, you see, this is, the, yeah, I didn't even think, I, I, I accelerated all the way to the event and I was thinking, well, that's a bit much. Oh. You know, I mean, I, think, I mean, you know, I can have the organisation that would take. I couldn't be asked. But, uh, oh, no, no, the wedding, the wedding simply doesn't exist. Yes, quite. Then, but you know, in if, my if goes, head, if he goes no, you, whatever happens, the couple have had a falling out. Oh God, I'm so stupid. So he's already in a tuxedo. He's already got the hat. The wedding. He was there at the wedding. We were I was at the there. Wedding. I was there. I didn't even oh, think I... you could remotely cancel it. That's genius. <laughs> Dave and I were at the printers, only the printers. Only the printers. I'd put the cake well, I was, was the I was, doing, I was doing it on my computer at home. <laughs> I was learning to spell wedding, you know. Being an inarticulate man, <laughs> I'd have to use spell check. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Right, we've solved that problem. That's the best problem we've solved so far. I think that oh. is the best <laughs> solution. That's sheer genius. Glenda, that's the answer to your problem. It's the answer to your problems. And for anyone else listening, that's what it's like inside Tashi's head. Never yes. trust her with anything. Anything <laughs> at all, ever. <laughs> but she makes a great manager. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Plus yeah. one, Harry Biker, plus, plus one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Dave, we'll have to keep an eye out for that, mate. <laughs> right. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't go. get drunk. Just send an email, send an email to, the agony to the agony uncles. All right, it's time to head to Confidential Corner. Oh, I thought that was it. Oh, no. Oh, don't, I am, I'm really off the boil today, aren't I? Okay. I can't get it. It's my heart's pounding. I'm still well, winning. Well, you've, uh, had, you've had fair warning now, so let's do it again. It's time okay. to head to Confidential Corner. Brilliant. Uh, for this, it's called The Annoying Neighbour, and we need one male name. And who haven't we asked? Yeah. Me, it's me, posh, me posh, again, posh, posh, me posh, again. Posh. I'm in a different room today and I'm not prepared. <clears throat> You're never prepared. How often do we do this every week? You never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Apart from borrowing your neighbours' names, you never do it. I've got a chocolate egg in front of me and a chord for a guitar solo. I have. Okay. Wait, don't move, don't move, don't no, no, move. No, no. History of Britain, I'm Go, opening oh, it up. History of Britain, oh. what name are we going to have? Oh, Albert. Oh, it'd be bloody Ethelred. Ethelred, yeah. I probably could get down there. No, what no. have we got? No, yeah, I've got Albert. Uh, Albert. Albert. Yeah. This comes from Albert, who says, Dear uncles and the Queen. You are now just the queen. Throughout this podcast, you progress in regal terms. I have a really annoying neighbour, says Albert. Our houses are semi-detached, the walls quite thin. He insists on having his television on super loud, which winds me up. But as I'm British, I'm completely unable to say anything to him directly. <laughs> That's so true. When I came home from work a few weeks ago, I happened to notice through his lounge window that his television looked a bit like mine. So that evening, when it was blasting out the Great British Bake Off at ear-splitting levels, I leant out of my window, pointed my TV remote at his window, and pressed the mute button. 
Hey, presto, the sound went off. Oh, genius. Genius. He put it back on. I turned it off again. He put it back on. I turned it off again. This went on for about five minutes until I heard him swear, stomp upstairs, job done. If I can ever hear his TV through the wall, I just employ this trick. And after a few minutes, he loses his temper and all is quiet again. Another time, at one o'clock in the morning, I switched his TV on, selected one of the adult channels available on Freeview, and switched it off again. A couple of days later, my wife told me of a blazing row she'd heard from next door with my neighbour's wife berating my neighbour for watching dirty TV channels when she'd gone to bed. I'm enjoying my new power too much, and you need to tell me to stop, as my neighbour doesn't see him himself anymore, and he's had curries out twice to look at his TV. Or... Should I just continue to have fun? Asks Albert. Over to you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do you know what I worry now is that everybody's going to be having a go at this with the neighbours, aren't they? You're sitting down watching Coronation Street. EastEnders. I hate it when stuff like that doesn't work. Tellies don't work. Computers don't work. That's genius, Bert. Yeah, brilliant. One of the best letters yet. I absolutely love it. Don't stop. I want more letters. <laughs> oh no! I, I think this could be a uh, this could be Albert's ongoing saga. I think this is <laughs> this is sheer and utter genius. It's sheer and utter genius. I love the, um, the only downside's going to be is when Albert works it out and he starts reciprocating and doing it back. Then oh. it'll be all out remote control war. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well then, yeah. Somebody's going to have to buy another. T you know what? The best thing to do though, get another telly. Right, Albert. If Albert buys another telly and keeps the remote from his <laughs> yeah. old telly, oh yes, oh, I mean that's job done, isn't it? Then he'll never, never guess. Then never no. guess. Then that's oh, good. That's genius. I love that. Oh, oh God, I mean, I, I presume he's actually say. knocked at knocked at the door first before he started his campaign of terror <laughs> and just said, "Can you turn your telly down? It's pissing me off." <laughs> Do you know? I wonder that he hasn't done that because if you think about it, if then that neighbour would think, "Oh, it's." probably them they'll go around and say something so he hasn't gone for the conversation he's gone out all out brilliant first mm. oh yeah the campaign of telly terror oh <laughs> robo wars oh it's great <laughs> oh, i love oh, it god i just don't know what else could you do you could keep recording couldn't you you could set a pattern you could set it to turn off when you don't want it maybe that's nicer Maybe it's just the turn off, not put the porn on because the poor wife's having a shocker now. Maybe just have it to, to switch off at 3 a.m. Well, if he's watching something that you know has got a really exciting climax, just as it's coming up either to the rude bits or the exciting bit, boom, turn off. Oh, bollocks! What's up to me telly? Can you imagine he's at, at the TV repairman out twice? Oh, no. It's oh, working no. fine, Gov. Oh, and they're going to get fed up with him as well. <laughs> but it's not working. It is. It is. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Debbie does Dallas. I hadn't thought it, honestly. I didn't do it. <clears throat> I can see your mind working, Kingy. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah man. <laughs> Kingy will be hoping someone else gets it over. <laughs> well, oh. You can imagine the fun you could have in hotels because you've all got the same tellies, haven't they? Of course. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. I tell you what, yeah. I, I, I'm, th I'm thinking about moving into a semi-detached. <laughs> I'm loving the idea of this. Is this it's, after you've booked the wedding or before? I know. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought I'd, I'd move into the semi-detached and while I was there, book the wedding. Good idea. 
was going to say, you can see people going out to the pub now this evening, all going, oh, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, lovely bank holiday. It's good to get together with the neighbours. So what TV do you have? We just need to buy a new one. What have you got? The whole street suddenly got Curry's deliveries going down. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine he's just watching the coronation. The crown's about to go on the head. Next minute, SpongeBob SquarePants comes on. <laughs> oh, man. All the fun you could have. Oh, this is epic. Oh, oh, this isn't oh. a problem, Albert. No problem here. Yeah, I was going to say we, 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 we just need to, I think, go around the table. But I think we know where we are with this one. Albert's <laughs> question was: Should I just continue to have fun or stop, uh, Uncle Dave? Continue to have fun, Albert, so it doesn't take the man to the brink of insanity. Uncle Si. Uh, continue to have fun and take and pass the brink of insanity. <laughs> I just, I, 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 yeah, I want to be seen. I want to see him dancing naked in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> going to a wedding. I feel I should be the voice of reason and tell them all to stop and behave themselves. But I think it's too brilliant. It's too... You need to have the fun. You can't. You can't. <laughs> got so I'd be good. so disappointed in you, Tash. <laughs> it's just genius. If, if your, your life's, life's in a mess, mess then the email address is theagonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. So much for listening to us on the Agony Uncles podcast, the hairiest podcast on the planet. A positive furball of fun. Remember to email us your problems to the agony uncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's the agony uncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And while you do that, uh, let me remind you that there'll be a new episode of the Agony Uncles every Friday. So just follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss out because that would be wrong. And if enough people subscribe, we may be able to turn an honest shilling eventually from this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, from Posh Tash. Goodbye. Bye-bye. The Thin White Duke. Bye. And from us. Bye. Bye-bye, folks. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.